The presenting sponsor of Moon Tower Soccer is FVF Law. To find out what makes FVF a different kind of injury law firm, you can visit fef.law. Soccer. <laughs> I'm your host, Stephanie Craniola. And I'm Mike Craniola. And today we are all about the boys. Uh, yeah, so it has been two weeks since our last recording. Uh, which... Sounded like the start of a confession. <laughs> <laughs> it has been two weeks since uh, my last confession. And in that time, certainly I have sinned. Forgive me, Papa Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are here today to talk to you about our last two playoff matches of the season. One Uh, of them? Real nice. Home versus Frisco. And then also we will talk about the away match to LAFC. We do have a lot of things to say about that match. And usually when we uh, don't do as well as maybe we had hoped in the winning department, we kind of just brush that up. we kind of just brush that game under the rug, but we've got some some things to say. Yeah, this uh, this match was a lot. Uh, the The past couple of weeks have been incredible, and I just, oh, it's it's been a ride, y'all. Um, yeah. We are here in the off season now, and we are looking forward to next year and thinking about trips to CONCACAF countries because we have qualified for CONCACAF Champions League. We are thinking about uh, what Nations League is going to look like playing against the Liga MX teams. We are thinking about just so much soccer coming up. Uh, yeah. And in the meantime, we have the World Cup coming up as well. Yes, we do. Uh, so all of this is to say over the next shoot, uh, four months because MLS season starts again at the beginning of February. Yeah. What do y'all want to hear from us? Yeah, we, uh, we've got some ideas <laughs> yeah. for off-season content. Um, Should we go full Wellhausen? We, you know what? We've got some exciting guest interviews that we're hoping to, to kind of land. And I feel like the one and only Chris Wellhausen is at the top of our list. Uh, top of my heart, for sure. <laughs> Uh, so I guess we should just jump into our regular segments, right? Yeah. Uh, so the first, as always, our first regular segment here, we did have a home match. We got to play Frisco at home, and that meant that we got mascots of the match. We got match scots. We did. We got two of them again. Sweet little puppies, wolf pack, and all right, all right, all right. And y'all... This interview was a blast. These might be my favorite match scots yet. <laughs> let's let's hear from those sweet little pups themselves. Okay, we are here at Q2 with All Right, All Right, All Right, and with Wolfpack. And we've got some questions for you guys, okay? All right, Mike, why don't you take us away? Yeah. Uh, all right, all right, all right. This first question is for you. What is your favorite Matthew McConaughey quote? Oh, that's such a good one. Good answer. Okay, Wolfpack, who is your favorite of the Josh Wolf-headed Wolfpack? 
first two. All right, we've got one more question for both of you. Which of our players has the most snuggly lap? They were excited to answer that one. <laughs> awesome. Thank you all so much. So normally we do, uh, can we have a listos verde? But uh, in, in this situation, I think we need to do something special. Wolfpack, will you give us a <laughs> all right, and all right, all right, all right. Can we have an all right, all right from you? Oh, thank you. Ah! Oh, my goodness. So cute. Uh, someone pointed out that we, uh, they noticed we boost the sound for the dog sniffles. It wasn't me. I So here's the thing. Sometimes I edit this podcast and sometimes Mike does. And I just, I don't want to point fingers or name names, but if you're listening and the sound on the dogs is boosted, it was a mic edit. I leave those sweet little angels with their natural little nose sounds. I just want to make sure that y'all hear their answers. You know, it's really important to me journalistically uh, that I represent our match Scots in the best possible light. You know what? I think we're both right. Okay. Uh, I think I'm more right than you. Well, no, I... I think I was being generous by saying I think we're both right. Well, that's fine. Uh, you know who was not generous? Wh- who? Uh, Austin to Frisco. <laughs> wow. Nor should we have been. Wow. What a game. Yeah. So uh, energy was really high coming into this game. Yes. Uh, and tension was a little high coming into this game as well. Yeah. Uh, so... For our listeners who may not know, we had never beaten Frisco before this match. Ever. Uh, First season, we lost three matches to them. This season, we had drawn our two matches with them. And so things were on a, a good trajectory, but you never knew. Yeah, and just so much in state banter on Twitter, but like, I feel like, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but I feel like the banter is unnecessarily aggressive. I feel like banter should be fun. Banter should be fun. What if it were fun and silly? Fun and playful. And like, it's cool and fun to have rivalries. Yeah. As long as you're you're keeping things like not mean spirited. It's a, it's a game. I'll, I'll yeah. talk about that later. Let's go uh, into something happy. Yeah, uh, one of the things that may better fall into our social media highlights, but I'm putting it here. Uh, there was a video from Austin FC of all the players kind of walking into Q2 before the match. And while Ruben walked past the camera, he was whistling one of the supporter songs, uh, Dale ATX, on his way in. And it just... It reminded me how important uh, the environment around the team is. Mm -hmm. And so folks who maybe are newer to soccer or, you know, uh, introducing themselves to Austin FC for the first time, maybe wondering, like, why sing for the whole 90 minutes? Right. Clearly, the players, like thrive off of it right brad stuver has written a written a whole open letter to the supporters asking people to continue singing as loud as possible for as long as possible constantly never giving it up right we were listening to a podcast with uh with julian gressel 
and one of his ex-teammates, and they were mentioning how hard it is to go and play in places that have support like that. And so I always thought it was a platitude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But seeing how it kind of permeates their entire attitude around match days or coming into matches, it was really cool to see. And on that note, I just want to um, bring up something that a listener mentioned as we were chatting, waiting for Wolfpack and All Right, All Right, All Right to interview them. We were chatting and he was like, I, I promise I listen to the show and I'll prove it. And he looks at me and he says, I know that you were the first one on the Ruben Gabrielson train. <laughs> and I had forgotten, especially in the past few weeks with like how many times Ruben has been the man of my jersey and just how much I talk about Ruben in general. I had kind of forgotten that in the offseason, as soon as we signed him, I went to his Twitter. I found that silly little video and I was like, that's the one that's yeah. that's the guy. From day one, mm -hmm. you're like, nope, he's hilarious. He's cool. I love him. Yeah. And so I'm just this. That's just me patting myself on the back for that. Uh, great. Uh, thank you <laughs> so much to Chris. It was so awesome to see you at the stadium and talk with you. Uh, other listeners, if you see Steph and I out here, say hi. Uh, we love it. it uh, like, like Landon and Jeremiah said on Moon Tower, it makes us look so cool. Uh, <laughs> and also, we just we love to meet folks and talk with them and make new friends. And so uh, definitely, if you see us around, say hi. Yes, please. Now, into the match. Ooh. Mike mentioned we had never beaten Dallas before. And so we had some bold predictions at the start of the match. Some very positive, very bold. Yeah, we were going around asking everyone, like, so what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? And so some of them were friends of ours. Uh, and so, Steph, what did you think was going to happen? I thought we were going to win 3-1. Okay. I had said originally 2-1. Mm-hmm. And then someone in our section said, no way, it's going to be a dos a cero. And I got really on that train. Mm -hmm. And so I changed my prediction. Uh, How'd that work out for well, you? Well, bad. But I was <laughs> like, emotionally, I was very excited about it. Yeah, uh, we were dos a cero for a while. For, for a long time. Uh, our friend Chris, who you may know from Speedo FC, uh, he had predicted a 2-1 win. Our friend Keys, who sits in front of us, predicted 2-2. That we would go through on PKs. Ugh. It was so stressful. How dare you? Uh, but <laughs> my favorite prediction. The boldest of them all. Oh, yeah. Came from Andy Lochnane. He told me we would win by more than three goals. Yeah, he was at a 4-1 victory. And you know what? It felt like a 4-1 victory in our hearts. And honestly, if Diego hadn't missed that shot right in the very beginning, or had that shot saved, rather, by Matt Hedges, like right at the very beginning, it could have been... Mm -hmm crazy right yeah. he had that free kick opportunity too diego could have had a brace and then we would have been at 4-1 yeah so really we were in an alternate universe we did win 4-1 but really it, it doesn't matter because in this universe we won full stop yeah it was great it was so good some other notable fashion choices in the match yeah we had some new boots on maxi hot pink boots yeah maxi looking good with those new shoes yeah we which also i loved because like Jean usually wears the same boots and you can tell they're the same boots from the beginning of the season <laughs> because they're so dirty. Yeah. And so when Maxi and Jean were standing next to each other, like the difference in color of cleat was like astounding. Crazy. <laughs> Another thing that I noticed is that 
Alex Ring was wearing on his captain armband. He was wearing the pride version, the rainbow pride version of the MLS captain's armband. And it's not pride month. There's nothing going on that would kind of dictate his wearing that. So the fact that he's just wearing it because it clearly means something to him was not unnoticed. And I thought it was really cool and just something that I wanted to call out as a nice little, nice little boost. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool visualization mm-hmm. of like where because he's not a super outspoken player right he's right. not like our brad stuver type or a diego type who like the causes that he's passionate about he's like out there all the time for right so it was a cool way to show that you yeah know? i really liked it uh this last note is just it's a it's a little thing that happened in the match that i wanted to Listen, I know we're not a tactics podcast, whatever, blah, 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 blah. People have complaints about certain players, blah, blah, blah. But there was a moment where Julio headed a ball out of the box and his whole body went with it. Like he (laughs) face planted on the pitch because he was running towards the ball, headed it and just kept going. Like he jumped up to head it and kept falling down to the ground, almost like into a somersault, but he didn't somersault. And that kind of commitment to just throwing his body into the ball and keeping going where it took him. Like it just little moments like that show how committed this team is. And I really, I just really liked it. It was cool to watch. It was also a fun little acrobatic thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Uh, The other thing I loved is just again, after the match, all the kids came out mm-hmm. and we're shooting goals again. The supporters cheered even louder this time. Yeah. For the oh, it's just so sweet and so cute and so fun. Uh, All right, that was a high point for that was sure. A high point in like the history of Austin FC, right? Beating yeah. a rival at home that we'd never beaten before, winning our playoff match to send us to the Western Conference Final. Like it couldn't have gotten bigger. No. And then we went to L.A. And we did. It was a really great little weekend trip. It was so much fun to get to spend time with supporters. It was fun to be there to. I was so excited to kind of soak up that energy and support the team and see it in person. And I just this is my this is my I have something to say moment. Yeah, that's all the note says is in caps. Okay, I have something to say. (laughs) I have never been a professional sports fan. This is my first. Austin FC is my first like real I'm invested in this team professional sports experience. And a lot of what has kept me out of professional sports is the aggression surrounding fan culture. There is a a lot of yelling. (laughs) There's a lot of violence. Um, There's a lot of just general not feeling nice. (laughs) And like, I know I sound like such a baby when I say it, but I just want to feel good supporting my team. And like we mentioned earlier, all of that rivalry banter, I think, should exist in a positive way. When we, you know, taunt other uh, players or boo or whatever, when other people boo, because I still can't, it's all in good spirit. Right. Or it all should be like that kind of of crowd feedback and crowd reaction makes it the game. It makes it the exciting game that it is when that aggression and that taunting turns to other fans. 
the experience can sour so quickly. And that was the experience that I had in LA. There was a section of like six or seven guys in the section next to us. And they were so aggressive and so taunting. And I'm like, y'all are winning. Why can't you just have fun watching your team win? Why does this need to be about us? What is it that you're trying to prove that your your aggression is showing through stronger when you're winning? And I know it's not just it's not every fan, right? And it's not just that team. It's not just Dallas and it's not just LAFC. It's every team. It's Austin FC too. We have a lot of folks in our supporters that are prone to that level of aggression. And I just maybe it's the the wholesome nature of Spoon Tower. Maybe it's just because I'm a baby and I don't like people yelling mean stuff. But why can't we just have fun and support the sport? It alienates so many people who otherwise would be really incredible supporters of this club when we start letting it get aggressive. Yeah, and I think it's a I think it's a conversation that a lot of sports fans have. Is mm-hmm. like if you have the energy to boo, then you also have the energy to be cheering on your your guys, right? And so there is like a it's a a sports culture conversation that happens in a lot of different circles, mm-hmm. right? It's not just No. because you're you know, you're more positive or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not an outlier in that opinion. Yeah. And so it's not uh it's definitely not that. You know, there are a lot of like-minded people who feel like you can use your energy in a in a better way to more so more directly support the people that you want to support rather than tearing down the people that you're up against exactly uh especially i think that was true for 99 percent of the rest of our trip right Right, and that's what i was like i know it's not all fans i know it's a, a a small group but it really is like it really does sour the experience when you have that because I wanted to shout out at the coffee shop that we mm-hmm. went to. As soon as we landed, we were wearing our Austin FC shirts and we went to a coffee shop in Grand Central Market in downtown LA. And the guy behind the counter, like serving the coffee, the barista, they have a name, uh, mm-hmm. was like, oh, you in town for the game? And I was like, yeah, 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 we can't wait. And he was like, cool, uh, I hope you lose. Uh, big LAFC fan I was like then we can agree that uh, you know uh, F word the galaxy you know like (laughs) we 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 like did a a little bit of banter and as we were getting ready to pay he goes no y'all are all set like have fun enjoy the city stay cool yeah and it was just like a really fun bantery moment uh, super positive outcome uh, and like when LA had traveled here Afterwards, we hung out with so many right. of their traveling yes. support at Hop Squad, and it was so fun. And holy cow, during the game, the 3252, the supporter section at LA was so loud. They sounded incredible. They were so good. And like those people were invested a hundred percent in supporting their team. I know. And I and I get that. And it really is unfortunate that it does take six or seven guys to ruin that experience. I will say shout out to security who handled mm-hmm. uh, that situation about as well as you can. Um, unfortunate that, you know, the behavior of some 
can affect so many. Yeah. It just is something that like I, I and I know that this show is is fluff and silly and and, you know, funny and not really relevant to the actual sports. But this is the kind of culture surrounding professional sports that people can kind of grasp onto in a wholesome way that I feel like if more if we had more swoon towers across MLS, ML swoon tower, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we major league swoon. Major that's actually good. Swooners. Oh, that's okay. Million dollar idea. Do not steal. Yeah, do not steal that. Uh, I will say the best thing that we can do as people who want to see stuff like that is to talk about that, right? Mm -hmm. And to tell your friends, hey, that's not really how this goes, right? Right. Uh, if we're if we're being, you know, good stewards of the of supporting our team, uh, that's how we should handle it. If people around you are being ding dongs, tell them they're being ding dongs. Yep. Also, if you call a grown person a ding dong, they feel very silly. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Landon's use of ding dong on Moon Tower this week, like or last week. Because I use ding dong all the time. It's and a great word. It made me so happy. Um, last thing, we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we went to Minnesota, but their kind of creed of drink 90 drink is something so cool. that I truly, truly think should be adopted in more spaces as a motto, as a sticker, as something that's very clearly put out there that there is no ill will or aggression in every time surrounding the match, we're going to be friends. We're going to fight on the pitch and then we're going to be friends again. And that expectation, I feel like would improve a lot of the environment. Yeah. Um, getting back to... Yeah, back to the actual soccer. <laughs> well, back to the Swoon Tower content. Sure. Uh, Pre-match, one of the things that I had never noticed before, and it's probably because we're never allowed in the stadium so early, uh, LA had us inside the stadium a full two hours before the match. Yep. The players weren't even in like their, their warm up clothes yet. They were in their like pre warm up clothes, yeah, which yeah. apparently y'all, the players changed like four times <laughs> over the course of one night, right? They came in, in these like minty tops and long pants mm -hmm. And they're the walking sneakers. around. Yeah, they're walking around the pitch, taking a taking a look. Uh, something that jumped out to us immediately was Johan Romagna. Yeah, as he walked around the pitch, barefoot, completely barefoot, the whole perimeter of the field, like AirPods in, clearly like focused on grounding himself or something. Very cool pre-match ritual. It was very cool to watch. And it's just for someone who's so bubbly and happy and to see him kind of get himself in that focus zone was very cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, so that was a very cool thing. Also getting to see the players see their their families mm -hmm. and their parents for the first time Felipe hugging his kids Danny hugging his parents yeah just so cute just so cute Danny's parents in general coming to the Los Verdes supporters party the night before and the day after and the day after they came to the the bar with us yeah just really cool really cool to have uh the community like intertwined with the families and yeah. and they the, really embrace everyone around our players yeah just so neat so cool uh so that like 
that was a really interesting thing, right? Mm-hmm. So they changed from those clothes into their warm-ups. Uh, so it's the gray shirts and the uh, the black shorts with their numbers on them that they'll wear during the game. And then they change into their actual mm-hmm. uniforms. And then they change into their, like, when when does a player change from pre-match fit into pre-warm-up? Are you talking about like the suits and yeah, like the yeah, fancy yeah. clothes? So like they do the suits and then they do the and then they do the pre-match warm-ups and then they do the actual warm-ups warm-up. and then they do their like their uniforms and then they do their post-match. Listen, everyone who tries to tell me that soccer isn't basically just live theater is is wrong. <laughs> They've got four costume changes and they're pros at it. Yeah. The quick change yeah. in the middle. Uh, Honestly. If, a, if you need a sub real fast. Yeah. Yep. We got it. All right. Uh, then a match happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tough match. Fast forward 90 minutes. Okay. Great. <laughs> to something that broke my actual heart. I do want to say that Brad Stuver stood on his freaking head. Uh, he was unbelievable. He was man of the match, which is a crazy thing to say in a match that we lost 3-0. Yep. Uh, un- it could have been could have been 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But after the match... Yeah, I, I, I know. Uh, I know we can say all day long that we are so freaking proud of this team and how far they came after the last season to be second in the West. That's an incredible achievement to get to the conference finals. And every one of them should be so, so proud. But I also know that it's impossible to feel like that when you have not played your best. Yeah, especially moments after that match, right? right? And watching the other teams celebrate. And Julio broke down. I mean, Julio was doubled over. We can only assume... I mean, he was on his hands and knees. Crying. And like, head under. Like, he was very upset. Yeah, and I am very upset thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it just it was clearly so much and seeing seeing his teammates come over and rub his back and like check on him and it it's ruben gabrielson and then it was johan romagna and then hector and like watching watching the team family dynamics play out on the field it was just so cool like uh everybody is clearly moved and affected by the by the the outcome of the game but Johan and Hector literally went around the field picking up their teammates after uh, everybody's sitting on the ground everybody's kind of head in their hands pretty upset and these boys were like not like picking up their homies you know it was just so nice and so good to see yeah um <laughs> and then we had to leave and that, I think, was the hardest part for me because I'm so used to our post-match rituals, right? Yeah. We we sing to the players. We thank them. We let them know how important they are to us. And then there's... We sing true love. There's closure. Yeah. There's even like, if it's uh, a negative outcome. A win, a always... loss, a draw, it doesn't matter. Right. And we didn't get to do that this time. Yeah. And it was really hard. Yeah. And so we took a very long 
sad <laughs> walk back to the metro. Uh, we were joined by our friends Colby and Dan. And as we showed up at the metro, we got on the train. A and very full train. Full of other Austin FC supporters. It was our whole group that we had gotten separated from. And as we were in there, we decided we had to close out the, you know, the season. And yeah. so our whole train sang True Love together as a way to kind of try to find some closure to the game. Yeah. And you can go to Mike's Instagram to <laughs> see a video of it or Twitter. I think you put it everywhere. We'll link it in the show notes. It just to see that. Po that positivity and that support come out in 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 that noise on the train and as packed as it was and as uncomfortable and as sad as everyone was we really needed that and i think mike was a really good it was a really great way to put a button on things yeah i'm still having a hard time you know myself with the season being over but i think that was a big help you know all right, Mike, do you want to maybe give me a second to stop crying and then we can move into the next section? Yeah, so as always, our next section here is the Swoon Tower Selly ratings. Uh, we did not get a celebration during the LAFC match. We uh, sure did not. And so uh, I refuse to uh, rate an opponent's celebration. Yeah, why would we do that? Uh, so we will move straight to the Frisco goals instead. Okay, you take the first one and I'll take the second one. Uh, sure. So I will describe the first goal scored in this match. A fantastic cross from Nick, Nick Lima finds its way to Musa Jite, who buries it in the top corner. And he does like a, a cross between a run and his strut, uh, it's kind of like a jog, but like with the same swagger mm -hmm. yeah. of his walk. Like yeah. you could tell he was feeling it. Yeah, you for know? sure. And that's one of my favorite things about Musa Jite is when he scores, he's like, yeah, of I course I scored. Look at me. I'm the best. <laughs> you know, and like just that like swagger is so good. I saw someone posted on the internet a uh, Kendrick Lamar mm -hmm. album cover mm -hmm. like photo with Musa's like celebration face and it was just so good because that's exactly how it feels it's like a period at the end of it you know yeah I'm gonna give that a seven out of ten sure uh as the first goal scored against Frisco for our playoff that's a 9.5 the second goal of the match was an absolute banger from Sebastian Driussi and his celebration, he runs, slides on his knees, gives a salute. Y'all, 1,700,000 billion out of 10. <laughs> I would and maybe have watched this celebration on replay too many times for the internet to handle. It's so good. Like, Oh, it's so good. He shoots it and the crowd is going nuts because they know it's going in before it goes in. Mm -hmm. And he like is already wheeling away and the slide is just uh, so long. Yep. And the salute is so strong. Mm -hmm. And then the like cuddle puddle pile at mm -hmm. the end. Yeah, this is okay. easy. That's easy. 9.5. <laughs> so good. 
Okay, fit checks. This is also from the Frisco match um, because it was our only home one this cycle. And I, 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 this may be Julio's only miss for me ever. Uh, he kind of looks like like Steve Irwin, who, and I'm not saying Steve Irwin wasn't sexy in his own right, but this like safari vest. He's going fishing. He's gonna hang out on the lake, but he's mad about it. Uh, my favorite thing about it is that he is also wearing what I can only assume are cargo shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this photo, we can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pockets. Yeah, and it's only the front of this man's outfit. Yeah. Listen, if y'all need a hair tie, <laughs> if you need a cough drop, if you need <laughs> a, a, a a spark seven plug, seven in one all-purpose, yeah, tool, like a Leatherman, yeah, like. <laughs> Julio's got you in this mm-hmm. outfit. Let me tell you. I bet his shoes are cargo shoes. <laughs> He's got pockets in his shoes. Like, uh, they're a stash pocket. It's cool, okay? But, uh, like, yes. <laughs> almost guaranteed his little shoes have, like, a little zipper pocket on Honestly, them. Honestly, that'd be so fun. <laughs> that would be so fun. Um, Some wins, some hits in this series. Maxi's jacket. Maxi's jacket is so cool. It's this black-on-black camo uh suit jacket that's just so so much cooler than anything i could get away with wearing uh but something that i would absolutely buy and keep in my closet yeah i think you'd look good in that i i appreciate the hell out of you (laughs) you can't say that on swintar i said it (laughs) Uh, diego with the brown suit oh yeah yeah you know what honestly this was not a a series of wins I so I like this suit. Alex Ring light. The single breasted Alex Ring. The suit is good. I am never a fan of the collarless shirt. Oh, that's the only part I like, even though he kind of looks like a priest. That's the part that makes it uncomfortable for me. Now, don't get me wrong, like San Diego, I get it. Like, (laughs) but uh, yeah, for me. A collar and a tie, man. Like, and then this is this is dope as hell. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just hate khaki. You all know this. <laughs> I just, I just don't like anything that's khaki. Uh, are we gonna talk about your man? Uh, we're gonna talk about one of my men. <laughs> They're all in here. <laughs> uh, I a hit for me is Emiliano Rigoni, who I think looks like like a sexy. Sexy Adams family slash where's Waldo vibe. <laughs> Go on. Like sexy Waldo. Because of but the glasses, like, the circle, the round glasses. It's the round glasses, but then everything is is very black. Every the rest of his outfit is all black. Um Do you think Diego, Maxi, and Emmy texted each other to be like, yo, round glasses day? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, I just, do. Just checking. Yeah. Um I also I am immediately like I'm on Amazon right now as we're recording this, buying myself a dangle cross earring. Yeah. Um, listeners, if I should get my ear pierced during the off season, let us know because yep. these guys make it look so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. All right. So we've got some fashion hits, some bold fashion choices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got some Steve Irwin vibes. We've got mm-hmm. some Waldo vibes. And then we've got 
Captain Dick Sporting Goods over here. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Steph. Like, I don't want to upset you, Galley Gals. I love you. You're being mean. It's clearly <laughs> a performance polo. John had clearly been on the links beforehand talking strategy with Josh. Like, it makes sense to me to wear that and then go to the game after. All right. Should we, should we move on? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> We've had some good social media the yeah. past couple weeks. Yeah, so I want to kind of try and do this by timeline. Okay. Uh, so we've got a lot of stuff in here, but I think the the way that it works best is if we go chronologically. Sure. So we will start with Johan Valencia mm -hmm. going to the Pumpkin Festival. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. Like, I love how much he's embracing his first season in Austin, his first season in America, the, the trips that he's taking, the, the places that he's going to during international breaks, the things around town that he's seeing that are like so quintessentially like stuff that we take for granted. Yeah. Like he's a pumpkin just a fest. Normal person. Yeah. Going to pumpkin so fest. Cool. It's so cute. Taking an Instagram picture that isn't posed. It's not. Yeah. It's not a professional photograph. It's just, hey, hey, can you hold my camera and take a picture of us level photo? Yeah, and it's so cute. Yeah. And him and his wife are so cute together. And so I'm just really happy to see them uh, having a good time and exploring the local flavor of America. Yes. You know? Yeah, it's nice. It's great. Uh, and then the next kind of jump that we have here is pre-LA. Mm-hmm. And... On this one, Steph, I'll let you. Yeah, it's about the kids again, y'all. <laughs> watching the or looking at the photos of all of them getting onto the plane to L.A. and all of their kids being with them. Uh, Felipe's kids holding Teak Martins, one of them riding on a suitcase. I think that was the coming home one. But they're just so cute and they're all so excited. And the fact that they all made this family trips is so representative of how wholesome and good they are. Yeah, uh, what is not representative of wholesomeness, but is representative of how together they are. Uh, the Halloween costumes, oh the scary clown Halloween costumes. With, with Maxi as Fred Flintstone. Yeah, almost everyone. Yeah, we should be clear. Uh, almost everyone is a scary clown. Yeah, we had that picture of Maxi, Seba, uh, Emmy, and Felipe who were all dressed, all of their kids were dressed. Seba's whole family was coordinated in scary clown vibes. It was so cute. The fact that they're just celebrating this holiday together shows how good of friends and, and creative and <laughs> scary they are. <laughs> yeah, uh, so wild, so fun, so cool. And like, I, uh, it's just, it's just so silly, you yeah. know? Oh, just Maxie as Fred Flintstone in the middle of that is yes. the funniest thing in the world to me. Yep, it's so good. And speaking of Halloween costumes, we had some we had some great Halloween costumes at the supporters party before the LA match. That is true. And Mike, I just wanted to to see what was your favorite costume. Oh my gosh! You can't include mine because mine was obviously the best. Um, I was Teak Martins, and it was great. I'll link a picture to that, too, in the show notes, because I'm very proud of it. Oh, my favorite? Yeah. I think I think the one that I reacted most to 
and therefore is my favorite, is Mayor Adler. Sexy Mayor Adler. Eating the hot dog. Yeah. Although uh, I was very surprised that no one told uh, the legend himself, Alistair McAllister, that it was a Halloween costume party. (laughs) He just showed up in his normal outfit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Really missed the mark Yeah, I felt really bad for him, you know. Um, But uh, yeah, I think Mayor Adler was my favorite. Yeah, absolutely incredible. (laughs) So good. (laughs) There were uh, some so, great costumes, though. There was a, a Teletubby. There mm-hmm. was uh, Nick and Jess from New Girl. Mm-hmm. We had some Breaking Bad with mm-hmm. uh, Verde Flair. Mm-hmm. There's so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all, if you don't follow Los Verdes on all of their social media, you should probably do that. Uh, they have a ton of photos from the events of the weekend that were super duper fun. And uh, pick a supporters group. Get involved with them. They're all... They're all doing great things and they're all helping out the community and doing the positive stuff that like we want to see, you know, yeah. uh, as we talk through things. Yeah. Speaking of positive things that we oh want to see. Is this positive? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. It's not. So frame it, frame it that way, uh, because there's definitely a way to frame it negatively. Absolutely. But. Because Seba did not win MVP in MLS, but the positive thing to me is looking at all of our players and all of our fans, all of our supporters sharing pictures of Seba as the real MVP. And this is the best part. This is the most positive part. Seba resharing all of those Instagram stories. Like that level of community and support and he recognized it and clearly he's upset about it as he should be. Um, But just that community, that sense of support and community around him, you could really feel that. Yeah. I thought it was really sweet. Uh, The number of people uh, on Mm -hmm. the team, like across from the media team to the players, Mm -hmm. to the staff, everyone shouting out, Sabo's good work yep. uh, on the season. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, what a guy. That's the positive for me is just, we know. Yeah. We know he's the real MVP. Yep. Just like we know Brad Stuver is the real humanitarian of our hearts yeah, of the world. Yeah, we just found that out right before we started recording, so. And so, uh, just, wound. again, always uh, shout out to all the good work that the Stuvers do. If you're not following them on social media right now, they are doing a massive post or uh, a push for like early voting today as we record this. And the day that it releases Friday, the fourth is the last day of early voting. So if you listen to this before 7 PM, go to your local polling place. Mm-hmm. If you listen to this after 7 PM and you have not voted, Make a plan for Tuesday. Ping me on Twitter. I will figure it out with you. I will drive you places. I, a stranger, will come to you wherever you want and get you to polling because voting is important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hey, that gives me a really good transition, actually. <laughs> into <laughs> So we've been doing birthdays, and we've got a very special Swoon Tower birthday happening. Who's, whose is it, Mike? Oh, you're going to make me do uh, it. So I turn, I have my birthday tomorrow, uh, Saturday the 5th. Did you just have to look at the calendar? Well, yeah, I didn't remember what day today was. (laughs) Fair, fair, fair. So it's Mike's birthday tomorrow. And I wanted to assign him a 
Austin FC birthday Zodiac twin. Now, Mike is a Scorpio, and I don't really know what the Scorpio version of his specific birthday is, but I know who Mike is as a person. And so I'm going to apply this to all Scorpios. <laughs> That's whose birthdays are tomorrow. I, okay. So all November 5th birthdays, <laughs> all November 5th Scorpios are kind and thoughtful and deep in their emotions and... <laughs> Sometimes people can read that the wrong way as being too intense or as being withdrawn or being broody or being whatever kind of uh, adjective they put to that. But what it shows is such a, a true and deep commitment to making the world around them a better place. And that is something. Why am I crying again? <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> Scorpios. Uh, born on November 5th, are kind and caring and generous and very, very handsome. And <laughs> this is <laughs> the Zodiac twin that I've chosen to put with Mike is Brad Stuber. And I think that Brad as a keeper can be underrated in a lot of different ways. Like you were saying, it's not often that a keeper wins man of the match when they lose, right? It's not often that a keeper wins man of the match, period, because their job is to not make a positive goal impact, right? Sure. And a lot of times that can, can fly under the radar. And I think Mike is very similar in the way that the work he does is so supportive of his community and not necessarily acknowledged all of the time. And so this is me acknowledging how great he is and how lucky we are all to have him and also Brad Stuber. The end. <laughs> that's uh, that's so sweet. Uh, thank you. I don't know how to transition from this, so I'm just going to ask listeners, what do you want from us uh, in the off season? Yeah, we uh, mentioned it at the start, and we want to bring that full circle to what you want to see from us when we don't have games. Yeah, because um, we've got, you know, I guess realistically, if it's four months. Yep, eight episodes. Eight episodes. And so we we want to do an interview with someone from APA. Mm -hmm. We want to we I really want to go full Wellhausen, <laughs> real bad. Uh, and then we've got a couple other things that we're trying to trying to make happen over the course of the off season. But we've got a lot of space to talk about a lot of other things. And so let us know what you want to hear from us during the off season. Yeah, because um, we'll do it. And with that in mind, I wanted to do just kind of like a general season reflection. And I'm going to try and not make Steph cry again. But, <laughs> Good luck. Uh, what a year, y'all. Yeah. We started 2022 supporting a team that was second to the worst team in the West, competing at times for the, for the wooden spoon last year. And had no idea what to expect out of this year. The only thing that I wanted to mark this as a successful season for me was to win Copa Tejas mm. and finish above Frisco and Houston in the in the standings. That was it. That was all I wanted. If that meant that we were 12th, but we won Copa Tejas, mm -hmm. I would have been fine with it. Yeah. The fact that we had to be second... To make that happen, <laughs> I was not anticipating, yeah. right? Uh, Frisco played a really good season. And, you know, winning Copa Tejas was like a dream. 
seeing them celebrate in the parking lot, like getting to do that with the team and, and all the supporters that traveled out there was so fun and so cool. Uh, we had some really, really special times this year. Uh, getting to do our first out-of-state away trips were so lucky, so fun. The bonds that we've made with people in the community this year has been just amazing. Uh, I will always forever be so grateful to Landon and Jeremiah for taking yeah. a chance with us uh, last year around this time because we knew that this could be fun and special, and they let us do this. And so it's been a an unbelievable ride so far, and we can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens next year. But in the meantime, I'm still sometimes trying to get over what's happened this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of unbelievable, isn't it? You know, from from both a, a positive and the sadness of LA, that, that wave hits me every once in a while. And then I have to remind myself, like, no, like, what a year. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Everyone who's listened, thank you to all of the players and all the staff for yeah. making this such the media an incredible team for experience. making this such an easy job. Yeah, like oh my gosh, uh, wow, wow, <laughs> wow, indeed. All right, Steph, we got one question left. Yeah, who's the man of your jersey for the last two weeks? Oh, the man of my jersey for the last two weeks, Brad Stuver. Okay, and now. Oh no. A bonus question. Oh, no. Steph. Oh, no. The 2022 season has ended for us. Who is the man of your jersey for the season? Oh, gosh. Um, this is so hard. This is why I do this. The, this, this question is why I do a man of my jersey every two weeks. Well, sure. Because the question is so intimidating when you make me commit. I know your answer. I don't know why you're capitulating. It's Ruben Gabrielson. Yeah, I know. But like, there are so many. Yeah. There's so many men of my jersey. (laughs) (laughs) But I think if I have to look at the season from who I was most excited to see from the very, very start to who has delivered that excitement (laughs) all the way through. Yeah, it's Ruben. Yeah. It's Ruben Gabrielson. It's always Ruben Gabrielson. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, We will be back in two weeks. We will be talking about, gosh, at that point, uh, probably, I don't know, um, maybe we'll have news on who's coming and going. Maybe we'll have new boys to like look at. Maybe we'll do our uh, highly anticipated who I would run through a wall for bracket. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a thing that we want to do. Maybe we'll talk about the World Cup. I have no idea. Tell us what you want to hear, please. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. We love you. Bye.